well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you joined us on the program. Hope that you are getting ready for a great Thanksgiving holiday. This is going to be the last uh, broadcast of the week, but we will be updating BearingArms.com throughout the Thanksgiving holiday weekend, so I would encourage you to uh, head to the website to uh, check out the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about, yet yeah, even during the holidays, we are going to be uh, hard at work keeping an eye on what is going on with your right to keep and bear arms. Today, we're going to talk about what's going on in Philadelphia, where Mayor Jim Kenney is using the city's spiraling homicide rate to call for the criminalization, well, the further criminalization in Pennsylvania of the right to keep and bear arms. So take a look at this headline here. We deserve better. Philadelphia leaders brace for 500 homicides in 2021. 500 homicides is the all-time record in Philadelphia. It was set back in the 1990s. Last year, they came close, 499 homicides. That is where the city of Philadelphia stands today with uh, nearly a month left in the year, well, over a month left in the year. So they are going to set a new record for homicides in the city of Philadelphia. And Mayor Kidney's right. Philadelphians do deserve better. But the problem is that the blame lies with Philadelphia officials. And Mayor Jim Kinney would rather blame gun owners. Uh, Fox 29 in Philly says, according to the latest data from the Philadelphia Police Department, 499 homicides in 2021. That's a rise of 13% from this point last year. Jim Kinney said, quote, I'm personally heartbroken and outraged that we lost 500 Philadelphians, including many of our children and teenagers, to needless violence this year. I never stop thinking about the victims and their families and the incredible loss these senseless deaths leave behind. Kenny then talked about the need for more gun control laws. He said that the uh, Philadelphia Police Department is expected to remove over 6,000, quote-unquote, crime guns this year, which he says is a 40% increase. He said the volume of guns that are in circulation in our communities is at a record high. Crime guns join a sea of illegal and legal guns that are accessible in the heat of the moment, turning what could have stayed an argument into a homicide. What is he talking about crime guns versus illegal guns versus legal guns? I don't even know what he's talking about. A, a, a gun is a gun. It, it's who has that gun that makes it an illegally possessed firearm, a legally possessed firearm, or a gun that's used in a crime, right? There's no such thing as a crime gun. Guns aren't running around the streets of Philadelphia, going off by themselves, and shooting, injuring, and killing hundreds of people. There is a human being behind every pull of the trigger that has taken an innocent life. And while Jim Kinney says he can't stop thinking about the victims, apparently he can't spare a moment to think about the perpetrators of these crimes. Because instead, he spends all of his time and attention talking about, well, we're going to ban our way to safety. But those big, bad Republicans won't let us. Kinney recapped his administration's efforts to strong on the Pennsylvania legislature into allowing the city to enact tougher gun regulation, including a 2020 lawsuit to, quote, regulate guns in the city. He pointed to the stricter laws in nearby New Jersey and East Coast cities like Boston and New York that he claims have helped reduce gun deaths. By the way, uh, I, I don't know if he's seen the headlines lately, but uh, Massachusetts, by the way, has the highest violent crime rate in New England. 
far higher than constitutional carry states like Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. And uh, in New York City, homicides are, what, near a 30-year high at the moment? Despite the fact that New York City basically has a blanket policy. Nobody gets to keep and bear arms unless you can prove your worthiness first. Right? And that's not working out too well in New York City with homicide rates on the rise. Jim Kenney closed his remarks by turning his ire towards the Republican-controlled state legislature. Again, not turning his ire to the perpetrators of these violent crimes, but turning his ire to Republican lawmakers, accusing them of profiting from gun sales and not caring how many people die. Kenny, quote-unquote, quipped, according to Fox 29, there are people making money selling these guns, making these guns, and the legislature don't care. They don't care how many people get killed. It's ridiculous. Mayor Kenny, all I can say is um, you are ridiculous. You are ridiculous because you could be taking steps right now to reduce violent crime in Philadelphia, to improve public safety in Philadelphia. But you and your cohorts aren't doing what needs to be done. While Jim Kinney is blaming guns, and I guess gun makers, and I guess legal gun owners, and I guess lawmakers who support the constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms in self-defense, while ignoring the violent criminals themselves, the Philadelphia Inquirer had a really interesting story published on Tuesday. I'm actually going to be writing about this in a separate story for BarryAndArms.com for the website over the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. But I want to highlight just one quote from this story. Uh, the headline, by the way, of this uh, Philadelphia story, for some black men and teens in Philly, relying on guns has become commonplace. And the Inquirer starts out this story by talking with a, a gentleman named Marvel Thornton Cruz who's 28 years old now, first started carrying a gun when he was 14. He said, I was young. I just wanted to be cool. Pretty much most of my family was in the street. By his mid-20s, Thornton Cruz had been arrested and jailed several times, the last for drugs and for shooting someone, for which he served just over three years. He was paroled in December. Thornton Cruz says he doesn't think that any laws are going to change the violence. That, that's not what he wants to see. In fact, the Philadelphia Inquirer notes that while Jim Kinney's talking about all oh, these guns out there, we got to do something about the guns, and not mention the criminals, Philadelphia Inquirer says those who carry a gun illegally in Philadelphia currently face a greater risk of getting arrested. Thousands more people are being arrested. Three times the number of people arrested for carrying a gun without a license compared to 2017. But... Their chances of being convicted in court have fallen by nearly a quarter, according to an Inquirer analysis. Why is that? Because of Larry Krasner, the Philadelphia district attorney, who has taken a very soft on crime approach, not just to those who are carrying a gun without a license in Philadelphia, which, frankly, I, I don't think should be a crime, but the prosecution rate for things like armed robberies and carjackings and home invasions have also declined in Philadelphia. And Jim Kinney wonders, well, no, he doesn't even wonder. He knows. The problem is, well, I'm just talking to members of the gun owners out there won't let us set these reasonable gun laws. You've got a prosecutor who's turning a blind eye to violent crimes, and you're blaming legal gun owners? All right. 
Inquirer says, uh, for those who do take their chances in carrying a gun illegally, Thornton Cruz offered another motivation, one that had nothing to do with self-protection. He said, quote, you've got some people out here with guns that's just carrying it for the show, carrying it to try to impress people and show off. You see these celebrities. We're imitating off of what we see. We see Lil Wayne. We see NBA Youngboy. We see the baby. We see Meek Mill portraying guns in their videos. What do you think these young boys going to do? Referring to young men in the circumstances, Thornton Cruz said, somebody's going to die every day from gun violence because this is how our mind is registered. We don't know other way out. We have no structure. Again, this is somebody who started carrying a gun at the age of 14. This is somebody who has served time in prison for shooting somebody. And it sounds like he doesn't want to be part of the problem anymore. Sounds like he wants to be part of the solution. And yet, what is Mr. Thornton Cruz talking about? He's not saying, well, you know, gosh, if we could just ban high-capacity magazines in Philadelphia, if we could put another local ordinance on the books, that would turn things around. No. Mr. Thornton Cruz knows better. But he also doesn't have to BS his audience because he's not a politician like Jim Kenney. So he can actually cut to the chase and say something that I don't think Jim Kinney has the balls to say. And that is that no matter what laws you put on the books, if you have a culture that promotes criminality, if you have a culture that promotes violence, then you're going to have people who want to emulate and idealize those uh, influencers who are putting that information, who are putting that ideology out there. So, Jim Kinney, again, think about, think about who he went after in his press conference today. He went after gun owners. He went after gun makers. went after Republican lawmakers. went after the guns themselves. Didn't say squat about violent criminals. Didn't say squat about those real-life human beings who are pulling the trigger and triggering mayhem and chaos and murder on the streets of Philadelphia. Didn't say anything, again, about those celebrities, including guys like Meek Mill from Philly, who, according to Mr. Thornton Cruz, and I, I mean, it stands to reason, are uh, quite popular among young people in Philadelphia and are perhaps inspiring some young Philadelphians to head down the wrong road. No, look, I'm not suggesting, well, if we just banned rap music, then all of this stuff would stop. That's ridiculous. And I'm as much of a First Amendment absolutist as I am a Second Amendment absolutist. So even if I did think that that would work, I wouldn't propose it because it would be a violation of our right to free speech. But let's be honest here. Because Jim Kinney can't be. Jim Kinney, the mayor of Philadelphia, is too enthralled to his Democratic base to actually tell them the truth. That no, gun control is not going to turn things around in Philadelphia. By the way, uh, another East Coast city, well, East Coast state, 
It's not dealing with the violent crime that Philadelphia is. My state of Virginia. In fact, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania isn't dealing with the homicide rate that Philadelphia is dealing with. So I am confused how it is that Pennsylvania's weak gun laws are, are, are somehow uh, impacting Philadelphia more than Pittsburgh. I don't expect that Jim Kinney is going to explain it to us because I don't think he has the answer either. Jim Kinney is looking for a soundbite solution. Something that sounds good while the cameras are rolling. And as long as you don't think too much about it, maybe you walk away saying, yeah, he's going to do something. What's he going to do? He's going to complain that Pennsylvania has firearm preemption laws on the books so that cities like Philadelphia can't set their own local gun control laws, can't infringe on the right to keep and bear arms. He's going to complain about that. He's going to bitch and moan. Too many people buying guns out there. Even though, again, we've seen repeated studies showing that there's been no correlation between the surge in gun sales and violent crime. And in fact, Philadelphia has gone out of its way over the past year to make it harder for people to bear arms legally. City of Philadelphia shut down their gun permitting unit, the place where you have to go and apply if you want to carry a license. They shut it down for months during the early days of the COVID pandemic. Folks who were, even as violent crime, by the way, was skyrocketing in Philadelphia, people who, who wanted to be able to lawfully carry a firearm in self-defense were told, uh, you'll have to apply sometime next year. So even without the ability to set its own local gun control laws, the city of Philadelphia has done everything it can to try to prevent people from exercising the right to keep and bear arms. And you know what that did to the homicide rate? Nothing. If anything, it exacerbated it. Because there were people who might have been able to legally protect themselves who were unable to lawfully carry a firearm in the streets of Philadelphia because they couldn't get a permit because the city had denied them the ability to do so. We don't know for a fact whether or not any of the 499 murder victims so far in Philadelphia had applied for a concealed carry license. I don't know. But I do know that the concealed carry holders in Philadelphia are not driving the spike in homicides and shootings. I have no doubt that Jim Kinney does think about these murder victims. I don't know if they never leave his mind, but I'm sure he thinks about them. But I have a sneaking suspicion that when Mayor Kinney does, at least part of him is thinking about how can I use their deaths for my political advantage? How can I, and he probably doesn't put it that way in his mind, how can I make these uh, senseless deaths matter? It's probably what he tells himself. And the way to do that, again, in Jim Kinney's mind, apparently, is to make it harder for people to act in self-defense in the hopes that there'll be some sort of trickle-down effect on Philadelphia's violent criminals. I think Jim Kinney gets it backwards. I think the DA gets it backwards. I do think we need to be focused more on those individuals who are actually pulling the trigger, taking innocent human life, with wanton disregard for the value of that life. I think we need to start there. Do we need to see programs reaching out to these, I would say 14 is even too old. Let's start 8, 9, 10, 11. Do we need programs that are going to try to mentor these kids 
so they don't get the idea. Hey, carrying a gun is cool. Yeah, absolutely we do. And that's going to be, that's going to take a lot of work. And I would argue that a huge part of that is actually establishing a culture of responsible gun ownership in Philadelphia. Which is something, again, that Jim Kenney and uh, Larry Krasner and the Philadelphia City Council would never go for, ever. But we've seen what happens when a city embraces this culture that guns are taboo. Right? It doesn't take us to good places. When you've got politicians say, nobody needs a gun, and the uh, criminals don't seem to care. But the lawmakers wanted everything they can to inhibit our constitutional right to protect ourselves with a firearm. We've seen the results. 499 homicides with more than a month ago. So Jim Kinney can blame guns all he wants. He can blame Republican lawmakers all he wants. But the problem is the fault lies with him. And Larry Krasner, members of the Philadelphia City Council. Most importantly, the fault lies with those pulling the trigger. Taking those innocent human lives. Sometimes taking lives that aren't so innocent. But lives that didn't deserve to be ended. Ultimately, that's where the problem lies. And going after the guns, blaming legal gun owners, criminalizing the right to keep and bear arms, just takes us farther away from the real solution here, which involves empowering citizens to protect themselves and disincentivizing violent criminal activity. Right now, thanks to people like Jim Kinney, Philly has it backwards. They've got it backwards. Now, let's turn our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We will start there. Merced, California, California, another state that uh, has sort of adopted this, you know, soft on crime approach, and here you go. Robbery suspect shot by Merced police was on probation. Uh, this from uh, yourcentralvalley.com. This was late Monday night, an officer-involved shooting. Police identified the man as 27-year-old Rodolfo Antonio Ruiz. And they say that Ruiz attempted to rob two stores in Merced, California. Actually held a person hostage before he was shot. Lieutenant Emily Foster said it was around 1040 Monday night. Alarms went off at a Circle K store on G Street. Police then got a 911 call reporting a robbery and a shooting at the same store. They rushed to the scene. They were stopped by another person reporting more shots fired and an armed robbery down the street at a business called Bernie's Liquor Store. Police said that Ruiz held a customer of the liquor store hostage and then tried to steal their car before one of the liquor store workers shot at Ruiz. Yeah. Ruiz then let the hostage go, by the way, after that armed citizen shot at him. And he ran, jumped over fences in a residential area behind Circle K. Police spotted him. They chased him down. He was holding a handgun at the time. Lieutenant Emily Foster with the Merced California Police Department says the uh, shooting of the uh, suspect occurred a few seconds later after he failed to comply with the direction to drop off the handgun, which he was holding. Foster said that Ruiz was currently on probation, had a lengthy criminal history, including DUIs, weapons charges, and a 2019 residential burglary, none of which apparently were enough to 
keep 27-year-old Rodolfo Antonio Ruiz behind bars for any significant amount of time, and uh, none of those convictions apparently led to any sort of successful attempt to rehabilitate Mr. Ruiz. So a guy who should have been behind bars was instead out on the street. Thankfully, the presence of that armed citizen may have prevented an innocent person from being killed. <clears throat> it is a tragedy that uh, Mr. Ruiz lost his life, will not have a chance to try to change his life around. But uh, again, at the same time, he's a grown man. He made his decisions. They just resulted in, uh, well, I think he made the wrong choices. Let's just leave it there. Today's Armed Citizen story from Oakland, California, where uh, three robbery suspects have actually been charged in the murder of their accomplice, who was shot and killed by a, a former police officer. Uh, in an attempted robbery just a couple of days ago, Marlon King, Joshua Hales, uh, Kimondre King face murder charges in the death of Dasani Juwan Lamar Gardner, who is 20 years old. He was shot and killed by retired Oakland Police Captain Ursi uh, Joyner during a gas station robbery. Joyner was hospitalized for weeks after he was shot during this robbery attempt. Uh, the, uh, three men in court on Tuesday morning, a judge declined to set, well, two of the three, I guess, were in court on Tuesday morning. A judge declined to set bail for either men. They are, uh, next due in court back on December 17th. Joshua Hales was arrested in Houston over the weekend. He is uh, still awaiting extradition to California, apparently. Uh, probable cause declaration filed by the Oakland police alleges that Marlon and Kimondra King were both armed, that Marlon King shot the retired police officer. Hales is suspected of being the driver. Uh, the murder charge based on the uh, Provocative Act Doctrine, which is a, a part of California state law that says when a crime victim uses justifiable lethal force against an assailant, the crime's other perpetrators can be charged with murder. In other words, the criminal actions of all four men led to the death of Mr. Joyner, or excuse me, led to the death of Mr. Gardner, because Mr. Joyner was acting in self-defense at the time. So, we'll see. Uh, Joyner actually uh, led the police department ceasefire anti-violence initiative from 2013 until he retired in 2019, which I think tells you a lot. I mean, here's somebody who is, you know, working again on reducing violent crime through uh, what I think is actually a pretty effective means, by, by going after the most violent offenders, by offering them a way to change their lives, and by promising them consequences if they don't turn their life around. And ceasefire actually was pretty successful in Oakland while uh, a joiner was uh, leading that initiative. But clearly, Mr. Joyner is uh, wise enough to understand that, you know, even as we work to reduce violent crime, even, even when we're successful at reducing violent crime, there are always going to be individuals out there who are willing to end a life for the contents of their wallet or the uh, contents. Uh, of their pockets, their car, their shoes, whatever, for the smallest of reasons, individuals can take the enormous step of committing a homicide. And uh sounds to me like Mr. Joyner, again, well aware of that fact and wanted to have a firearm to protect himself. It's just a shame that in Oakland, California, Hell, in California generally. You've got to be someone special, like Mr. Joyner, before you can get a carry license. Now, these four individuals, at least two of whom were allegedly armed, according to police, they didn't have a concealed carry license. They weren't lawfully carrying a firearm. 
Mr. Joyner, as a former police officer, was. But Oakland, California, it's one of those may-issue counties. You're not getting a carry license unless you can prove to the police you've got some sort of special need. I look at a case like this, and I'm glad that uh, Mr. Joyner is recovering from his injuries. I'm even more glad that he had the opportunity to fight back. And I just wish that the people of California were able to do the same because it is a right of the people to both keep and bear arms in self-defense. Finally today, our good deed of the day. I got to tell you, normally, you know, I'd like to stick with uh, humans helping humans, but I I have a soft spot for donkeys. Not, not, Not Democrats, actual donkeys. And so I love this story from Bel Air, Maryland. This is the uh, Bel Air Police Department posting on Facebook. Uh, There's no telling, they say, what a shift will bring. Officer Walsh on patrol last night and encountered an unusual road hazard. Two very friendly donkeys. With the help of the other officers, deputies from the Harford County Sheriff's Office, and Officer O'Grady, who was off duty and brought her own horse trailer to the location, the donkeys were rounded up and returned home. Special thanks to the Love Leads Project for equipping our officers with the right tools for the job. So, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. We appreciate uh, all those officers making sure that those donkeys made it home safely. Actually, I haven't had to call the police because of a donkey on the road. But I have called my local sheriff because as I'm driving down the highway, I've, I've seen some stray cattle just walking on the shoulder. And when you got black Angus cattle and it's getting dark, that's a dangerous situation. So I'm glad that these officers were able to get the donkeys uh, back home safely. Hopefully they're going to have a, a, a great Thanksgiving, uh, maybe get ready for, you know, I don't know if they're going to be part of a living nativity scene coming up for Christmas. I don't know, but I'm glad that the donkeys are back home safe and sound. I hope that you are getting ready to enjoy a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. And let me just say again how thankful I am that um, you are watching this program. For our VIP subscribers, I'm very, very thankful for your support. Um, We've got a lot to be thankful for, and uh, I would be remiss if I did not also say thank you for all of your thoughts, all of your prayers uh, towards Miss E, my wife. She is feeling good. She is uh, doing well. She's a very busy lady this week because she's working in the bakery making pies for everybody else for Thanksgiving, and then tomorrow she's going to be cooking up a, a crown roast of pork. We're not. We're skipping. We're doing a smoked turkey breast. We're skipping the whole turkey. Uh, One of our hogs that we sent off to freezer camp last year, we're pulling her chops out of the freezer. We're doing a crown roast of pork, and it's going to be absolutely delicious. And my uh, kids are going to be home. Well, at least four of the five kids are going to be with us this Thanksgiving. So uh, it's going to be a good one. And I hope that yours is as well. We'll see you back here on Monday with another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Uh, But don't forget, we will be updating the website throughout the weekend so you can get your Second Amendment fix. I know that's important. We got a lot of stuff going on, and we're also going to be doing some longer pieces, some some, some think pieces, not just reacting to the news of the day. Uh, so again, I would encourage you to visit bearingarms.com. We'll see you back here Monday with another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. But until then, be well, be safe, be free, and stuff yourself full of good food. <laughs>